0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Warhammer Wookies with Richard and Roman. Hello everyone. Uh so this week we have once again seen Games Workshop release dice that make no sense to anyone
1: <laughs> and um I don't know why they do it. Uh I think that's like that's a special like uh tournament trick I would say you t- you take the dice that no one can read and because like by the fourth game everyone will be so tired it's like I had Five fives here, okay, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm not
0: going to count the individual lightning bolts on your imperial fist (laughs) dice, I'll just say that you have fives, whatever. Exactly,
1: guys, can you imagine? So on the imperial imperial fist dice, they basically have imperial fists in the Mm -hmm. middle, and then the amount of lightnings around that fist is basically the number. So one lightning is one, two is two, and so on. I think it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> if like, anyone will tell me I would say that's a joke probably. The Salamanders
0: ones is coals, which kinda of like little poops. Um <laughs> set on fire, all in the one same fire, all piled up, so it's really hard to tell which is which. And then the Iron Hand ones are like cogs that cogs, are all yeah. randomly spread across the surface of the dice. So I um I don't know. I, go and have a look at them yourself if you want to laugh. Um, I think they've all sold out now anyway. So <laughs> somebody, somebody wants
1: them. Um, but, yeah. Actually, Necrons one, they look pretty good. I yeah. mean, there are basically holes. Like, hole is a number. So, yeah. one hole is one and, and, and so on. And then, on stakes, they have a Necron face. And yeah. uh, on one, I don't know. like a scarab.
0: Um, but, yeah. The, that's what they should do with all of these dice. Just put them in the right colors. Put normal pips on them. And then put the... Uh, yeah, Army example, yeah. on the, the six. I, I don't
1: know why it has to be so hard I still think that your dice uh, at next sign was probably one of the best ones that they saw
0: yeah well they're from ages ago I think they're from the 8th edition K- Space Marine release um, I got them because I was in the store and the box came in broken and the guy came over me he's like I can't sell these you like Warhammer do you want these for like 5 pounds and I was like yeah. yes <laughs> sure, and um, they've worked really well as objective markers, but yeah, they are just like one, two, three, four, five, and then and on six one, a... one has tech marine, one has apothecary, one has chaplain, and one has um librarian, I just use them as objective markers and counting stuff, but yeah, they're totally rollable as well, exactly, and they're super convenient to yeah I mean
1: like you you can easily recognize like what is what like yeah. what's one and what's six at least uh, and, uh, yeah, on those dices, like, I have no idea what... I mean, I, I have my knight dices, and some people say that they're not that easily recognizable, but I think that they're okay. I mean, you have those knight signs, mm-hmm. and uh, then you have a uh, skull, and then you have a knight symbol. I, I don't think the knight ones are so bad, but the,
0: like, the problem with the knight ones is if you're in a really dark room, then they become really hard to read, because uh, yeah. it's quite a dark grey on black. But we usually play in a really le- well lit area, so it's never really been an issue for nah, us. never... Um, like sometimes you're like, oh, that's a two, not a three, but you do that on just a normal dice. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly.
1: So, and uh, I just think that it's it's really. I mean, like dice, in in my opinion, they should be just be resi- like easily recognizable. Like what yeah. exactly you see there. Because after like four games, or like after like on the five <laughs> game. You like, just look at the dice and it's like, oh, I just want this to be over. Like, well, it, even <laughs> even it just through one game. I mean, Warhammer takes a long time,
0: right? I yeah. mean, if if you're playing yeah. in a tournament, you're on time limit. But like, if you're just kicking back and relaxing, like a game can go on for four or five hours. Yeah. If you're just stopping to chat in between each round, talk about how the game's going, maybe like have a break for a bit of food. Mm-hmm. Like it can it can last a really long time, and you don't need to
1: make it longer by. Having but to count the <laughs> dice. <laughs> what do you have here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, let's check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, on the tournaments, usually you have limits uh, for returns, which is one hour and a half per person per yeah. per game. Uh, but when you play with your, with your pals, then then you don't have limits, probably. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, pff, I think that's just, like, a waste of time, like, uh, counting on how many lightnings you have on the dice. And uh, by the way, like, many things, uh, actually, as you probably as you probably already noticed, uh, many things from uh, Space Marines and Necrons uh, that been announced by Games they all went to pre-order. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pre-order uh, codecs for Space Marines, or for Necrons, we are ready to go. And uh, Necrons, uh, they they actually have two, uh, like, uh, special battalions, whatever, like, mm-hmm. uh, collect everything that is new for Space Marines and everything for, new for Necrons and then okay. sell them separately. Uh, And uh, the one for Space Marines is still available, and for Necrons it's already sold out. Wow. Ah, that's cool, though. Like, it'd
0: be fun to see some more Necrons actually being used. Um, uh, Like, they're not an army I'd ever be particularly interested in collecting, but, like, I want to have a variety of different armies to play against, so the more Necrons, the better, because I don't even remember the last time I actually played against Necrons. I
1: played against Necrons on the last, no, on the tournament before last I Mm -hmm. played against Necrons, and that was... Pretty easy army, I would say, at least it's pretty easy for me, it had 3 arcs, uh, some destroyers and uh, many 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 warriors, mm. so I just killed the arcs and destroy, kill destroyers first, then arcs, then, uh, then warriors, because warriors, they couldn't do much against knights. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I mean, like, um, hopefully the new rules, that's sort of what you think of as like the standard sort of Necron armies, if things are going to get core keyword, destroyers mm-hmm. and Necron warriors or something that sh- should definitely get the core keyword. Um, and hopefully that sort of army, instead of just being a pushover, now with the new reanimation protocols and some um, more Have you heard sure that those protocols work actually? Yeah, so every time um, the unit, um, it says every time the unit uh, is attacked, but I think what it actually means is every time the attack is completely resolved. Mm-hmm. Because if it was each individual attack, if you fire 20 guns at it, and then each time you roll reanimation protocols, that's rules lawyering. That's definitely not how it's intended to be used. Mm-hmm. So the unit of Space Marine shoots at the Necrons, they do some damage, maybe some Necrons die, then they take reanimation protocols. Then another unit of Space Marine shoots at the Necrons, they do some damage, some they they die. Die, and then they take reanimation mm-hmm. protocols. So it's sort of like a... Um, I feel no pain with an extra step. Yeah, exactly. But it it actually is quite useful for things that have two wounds because if they uh, if you do two wounds to them in and you just and then you just roll one dice to get them back up again mm-hmm. rather than having to roll. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's definitely a big buff to Necrons, um, but we don't really know the points or anything yet, mm-hmm. or where things are going to settle with other armies. But yeah, hopefully like Necrons will feel durable. And it to be honest, it seems like. Now, instead of having to kill a Necron unit in your turn, you're going to have to like seriously, seriously damage it with one unit and then finish it off with another unit. So, uh, target priority is going to be super key for playing against Necrons. Or, potentially, because they're not the fastest army in the world, taking out things like wraiths that are pretty quick and then just... Winning on objectives would be another way to play against them, depending on what you're playing. Yeah,
1: by the way, for example, if if, uh, if a Wraith dies, uh, I don't remember how many wounds they have like four or three, something, yeah, something, or something like that. that. So if they, a pin if, if they stand up again, do they stand up with the full wounds or with one wound? Uh,
0: I believe they come back with full wounds, but race don't have reanimation, reanimation protocols built in. Uh, but previously, there's been stratagems to give it to a unit mm-hmm. for a turn. I assume we'll see a return of that, but maybe with the new wording, they think it's too powerful. Maybe it'll be two CP instead of one CP. Mm -hmm. Who can say? Um, And kind of at that point, it makes you... You shoot the unit of race, say, and then the Necron player spends the CP to give them reanimation protocols, and then you go, okay, I won't shoot them anymore. So then it, it kind of becomes like Rotate Iron Shields and Knights, where you have to think, like, I want to proportion enough fire to make them use the stratagem and give up the CP, but not so much that I... Uh, then don't have firepower left over to shoot something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think that'll, it'll
1: be interesting to see how that all kind of comes out in the wash. Yeah, and uh, obviously, like one, you already mentioned that that one of the most interesting things is uh, how many points will uh, will be like if those new Necron units especially mm-hmm. they're like king, king, king. I don't remember his name, but king something. The king. The king, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. The pharaoh guy. The, the pharaoh the from the space. Huge iron king yeah. from Necrons. Uh, because, I mean, like usually those, those models, uh, the, the big models, like Magnus, Martarian, mm. and this king, <laughs> whatever his name is, yeah. uh, those actually look really cool on the battlefield. The problem is that you don't see them really often, but with, but now with the new set of rules uh, that you actually explained uh, when you played last time. Yeah. It will be possible to hide those models behind uh, behind the ruins, mm-hmm. and that means probably we will see those models more often at the battlefields.
0: Yeah, I mean, Great Demons, uh, even though their stats aren't the best in the world, Great Demon spam. I, I know, I bring it up too much probably, but like that has been quite a a good army build purely because people can use the new obscuring rules to hide their models more easily. Um, maybe this uh, Necron character will have some pretty chunky defences, I'd expect mm-hmm. him to have a really good defensive stats, so maybe you will be able to be hyper-aggressive with him. Um, but we'll have to see. I have heard uh, from one place tester I was talking to the other day, um, that the new Katana, pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will be pr- a pretty dominant thing, but they should be like it's the. I mean, that's, that's the Pokemon. I mean, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legendary Pokemon. Uh, but like, hopefully, this sort of design philosophy goes across into things like the Avatar, which has been not really good enough for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and some of the demons and chaos stuff, that, and Tyranids. Like, basically, this hopefully is a as a sign that these big monsters that are really really cool and everyone really likes, but we don't really see much compa- competitive mm-hmm. play with are actually going to have a big buff and be a lot more Powerful, yeah, um, that'd be cool. I'd like that a lot.
1: And uh, for those people who don't understand why I mentioned uh be being a Pokemon, uh, check the lore <laughs> of the Necrons. Uh, but basically, the thing is that there are gods which were caught in those uh, spheres. Well,
0: they were shattered first into smaller bits, like the avatar, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: and then they were then they, then they were caught in those spheres in, in those balls. Mm. Uh, so that's why uh, many people now refer to them as, as Pokemon, yeah, because they just get them out and exactly, exactly. And, um, the guy that did this
0: <laughs> who shattered the car and turned them into pokemon is this new character has been brought back so really yeah he should be pretty badass like his stats should be pretty impressive um i mean i guess yeah, he, he, should,
1: should, he should have a lot of balls in his pockets
0: well he's essentially from a law perspective i mean this is a thing with the actual game of 40k it's never going to represent the law completely mm-hmm. um but if you think of like um a Primarch mm-hmm. is what I think of as like one of the most powerful like, beings you ever mm-hmm, gonna see mm-hmm, on a tabletop. Mm-hmm. This Necron King guy, he's more like the Emperor than a Primarch in the dark. really, yeah. He's he's like the faction leader of what was the most powerful faction, arguably, in the long, mm-hmm. long ago before humanity even existed. Like so, uh, and he defeated several gods. So he's he's, he's pretty badass. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Uh, maybe they work some with the lore about how he's only just been reawoken and he doesn't have his full abilities or some such nonsense, but he should <laughs> he should be able to sort of go toe to toe with Magnus and
1: Mortarian. Uh, but you remember in uh, in Dawn of War, they actually had this ability of like uh, awakening status mm-hmm. of your Necron army, so you need to like build build more pills or like obelisks or whatever, and then you have like a bigger rate of your awakening. Mm-hmm. And so probably he just like he's awoken, but he did he didn't have enough coffee. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he Probably he looks like me in the morning. He needs more space coffee. Exactly. He needs to have more space coffee, like more salt oh, coffee. Yeah. I don't know, like what actually, what actually Minagrons eat, but whatever. Yeah. He needs that and then he'll awake finally.
0: Well, it'd be cool if he has some good fights in in the lore with uh, some of the big characters as well. I mean, like Magnus is... Is very powerful one. on the tabletop, but in the mm-hmm. law, he's ridiculous. Like he literally took a planet yeah. out. He took a planet out of the and it was like, I want this to be in real space now, and so it was. Like he's he's manipulating the reality of the universe. Yeah. So So, um, this character from Necrons also has had the ability through technology to ma- manipulate the yeah. reality of the universe. Mm-hmm. He used to have a weapon that could blow up a star anywhere in the galaxy, but he got rid of it because he said it was too powerful.
1: I just want to say yeah. that he's pretty much Darth Vader then. But, yeah. uh, nah, true Darth Vader wouldn't do that.
0: Or he, no, he doesn't, even, basically, he doesn't even have to shoot the star. He just was like, oh, press that button, that star's dead now. Okay. It's like the most overpowered weapon <laughs> in all of sci-fi, potentially. <laughs> press X to win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so maybe there'll be some cool sort of like I mean, high-level battles between someone like Magnus and him.
1: That'd be kind of cool to see. So now I'm really curious uh, yeah. what's going to happen. And I'm still looking forward for some... Uh, for some Primarchs, I mean, for some Imperial imperial Mm. Primarchs. Because, come on, guys, like, we only have one. I mean, I wouldn't hold your breath (laughs) right (laughs) now,
0: Uh, but it would be nice to see um, another Primarch back. Um, We'll we'll have to wait and see. I mean, there's none coming out with the Marine Codexes, as far as we can see, unless they're, like, being super sneaky and they've managed to keep out the spoilers and, like, the Lion is coming back with the Dark Angels and the model just hasn't leaked back the leak chat or something like or that, or Lehman for example, because yeah, Lehman Russ is a good pick as well. But I I would be surprised because we haven't seen any leaks and the codexes are getting close now. But if they have managed to keep it under wraps, they're paid to them. That's mm-hmm. That'd be quite impressive. Um, anyway, um, so that's enough chat about stuff we don't really know about yet. <laughs> um, um, I can't remember why but it was last week or the week before we talked about um, about taking your next steps in ninth edition and how we recommend and what we're trying to do is like experiment with their armies a little bit and do like little tweaks and changes. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah we went ahead and did it. And we like, did. Yeah. That's we did. Follow your own advice, you know? <laughs> um so I um so my current um Empress Children army, I'll just run through it quickly for anyone who hasn't heard before. Um I have three units of noise marines who are really good at shooting in two of them in rhinos, one of them I keep in reserve. Uh, I got a couple of unit cultists just to set objectives. A uh, big unit of Terminators in Deep Strike Reserve with all of the best gear in the, in the world because that's how because you roll. that's
1: how Terminators work.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, a Sorcerer, a Demon Prince and a Dark Bottle for sort of buffs around the army and then a big unit of Nine Bikes. Um, and one thing I've had more of a challenge with is scoring secondaries. Uh, I've moved my army towards better at being doing uh, doing that by putting one of the units in Noisemore's Reserve, adding in the Cultists. Um, but I was talking to and my friend Dave who plays Space Marines, and uh, we kind of came to the conclusion that the big unit of nine bikes, well, that worked really well in eighth, because it prevented me from giving up Kilmore, or made it very, very difficult for me to to give Kilmore to my opponent. Um, and uh, it, it's really good for buffs and all these sorts of things, because you, obviously if you put a buff onto unit of nine, you're getting a lot of benefit out of it compared to unit three. But in eighth edition, where it's much more about holding objectives, and... Um, and like being in different areas of the board, maybe three units of three would actually be better. And I've been hearing a lot about how good Possessed are. So I just, like I said, small tweaks, split the unit of nine bikes into three units of three, and then swapped the unit of Noise Marines out for Possessed. And I, I think it made the army a lot better, actually. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely agree, I mean, like, before that, uh, when I saw your huge unit of bikes, I was like, okay, that's my first target, I'm yeah. going to kill all of them now. Uh, the problem now that I face is, okay, you have three units of them, mm-hmm. and for, for three units it's way more difficult, actually, to separate five between, five especially considering the the amount of terrain that we have right now in ninth, mm-hmm. so it's really easy to hide at least two units of them. Yeah. And, uh, and before that, if you hide, like... Uh, Third of your unit, it doesn't matter it doesn't because I yeah. still shoot the whole unit. So this time, I think that, I think that actually was pretty good. And uh, the unit of possessed, yeah. uh, it actually, I mean, it died pretty fast, but did exactly what it had to do. Well, it kind of did and it didn't. The thing, the thing with the possessed is, it
0: was the first time I'd used them, and I made a really critical error in the. As we'll come on to Roman's changes, he's put in some of the horse rider fellows from ADMEC who can run away when they're charged. Yeah. And I forgot they could do that. So I brought in my possessed from reserve in line to charge them, ready to use my stratagem to give myself uh, give myself a, a bonus to charge. And then Roman's like, oh, oh. they're just going to move out of the way. And then the possessed sort of stood there and died. But they took a lot of heat off the rest of them. Exactly. Army. Well, exactly.
1: I mean, like, they, they could do more, obviously, they mm-hmm. could charge and, like, be annoying even more, uh, but they basically worked as a magnet for, for shooting, and yeah. that's all, that's already something. But so. I would say, actually, the best benefit I had out of the Possessed, which I talked about with
0: Roman in the game, was that the fact that I had this unit possessed, who only really need one CP to support mm-hmm. them, just to give the charge. Um, a second CP is kind of nice if they need veterans of the long war as well, but I wouldn't say it's necessary, because their attacks are pretty good anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so it meant that, uh, whereas before when I was taking the Noise rooms Reserve, they really needed 4 CP to, to really do that thing. Yeah. Um, so it meant that I could throw my CP around a little bit more and chuck a lot of um, CP at the Terminators who came in and blew up two
1: tanks straight away, um, yeah. which was a huge turning point. I think. And uh, I think that's actually the mistake that I made. So I'll just tell you guys what list I played. Uh, Basically, it was the same one that I played before, a lot of vanguards. Uh, three units of 10, and then uh, three units of 5. Uh, then I also have two units of, uh, of Horse Riders, mm-hmm. uh, uh, four robots, uh, three characters uh, Cole, uh, Manipulus, and Adolosus, and two, tank, two tanks, uh, two Scorpius disintegrated tanks, and the Flyer. Uh flyer is really good. I mean, I, I got now I got the model, mm-hmm. guys. I finally bought a model. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the flyer is really nice. I mean, it looks really cool. It looks like a Final Fantasy one, and then a Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. So yeah, that's perfect match. It's really cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, so basically, what the mistake that I did is uh, I moved, I took two units of my Vanguard and I put them into the deep, into deep strike. Uh, into reserve, uh, and uh, I think that that was a mistake. I probably should took take only one unit, and put it in deep strike, or take three units, and put three units in deep strike. Why mm-hmm. so? Because two units they do quite a lot of shots, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in this case I could, for example, deploy two units in one place, and then one unit should probably be keep uh, should should be kept aside mm-hmm. uh, with the tanks. So you couldn't deploy your terminators. Yeah, and that's basically what we did, and that's how we killed my tanks. And uh, well, I think that's probably what will me the game, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, well, um, I mean, like you play, you learn, and uh, I—that was the first time I played this list. So next time, mm-hmm. next time, I will keep on using so of cards There, uh, they won't shoot much, they won't do much, but they will prevent you from deploying mm-hmm. on the backside. side. Uh, yeah, just quickly
0: run through what actually happened in the game. So, Roman was had a lot more models on the board, and the horse rider guys give, have a scout move, so he was on the objectives real early, even though I went first. Um, so, he was winning on the primary for the first two or three turns, mm-hmm. um, but um, the bikes got me 12 or 13 points on my um, on engagement fronts, uh, which was remarkable. Um, I was really shocked at how much of a big point swing they actually got mm-hmm. me. Um, and um, I took the Keep My Characters Alive, Roman took Assassinate, and I managed to keep most of my characters alive, so that kind of put the points into my favour. And like Roman said, um, he left enough space just just about for my terminators to fit in behind his tanks, and they came in and killed both the tanks. And um, that kind of put him in a position where his robots couldn't see anything, he didn't really have any threats left on the board, and it was just a case of me making sure my characters didn't die, and
1: they um, did and it kill it your, your sorcerer But it wasn't enough
0: Yeah, actually that's true um, I won by two points in the end Yeah. Uh, one mistake that I made Was that I actually ch- charged my demon prince in To kill the robots And um, he did that But then he got overwhelmed with firepower I forgot a rule that Vanguard
1: have uh, Which is called radiation something. Yeah, radiation something When yeah. you're close to vanguards You have minus one uh, toughness Yeah,
0: so I did the maths in my head Of them wounding him on six And I was like, oh, he'll be fine um, But then... They weren't. They weren't even fives, and that actually swung it. Um, yeah. So the Demon Prince died. I, I mean, fairly handedly. Um, whereas if I hadn't have charged him, if I just kept him back, I could have just stayed being out of line of sight of the two robots that were still on the board and mm-hmm. just had another five points. Um, so yeah, that was a it was a close game, but I think like. Um, uh, interesting thing, uh, there's a mantra um, that people say in chess which is you don't win on the moves you make right, you move on the mistakes your opponent makes um, and then capitalising on them and I think that's that kind of played out in this game, it was fairly even overall, winning, winning on primary, I was getting a lot more secondary points but because I was able to come in and kill those two tanks, he didn't have anything that could shoot out of line of sight anymore and that just meant I could hide around the board and then sneak the
1: victory Exactly, so, exactly, yeah. uh, but now I know that I need to hide my tanks better, and yeah. uh, I, 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 I definitely have means to do that, because I have... Like if you
0: just moved one of them a bit further back, you probably still would have been a ranger if you needed to with the Atlantisite gun, and then
1: I wouldn't have been able to... Exactly, to, to shoot and exactly, uh, move one back, or uh, keep one unit of one guards behind mm. them, like... There are Many ways to actually to, to keep them alive, but I failed, and yeah. that was my mistake. Uh, I think that uh, if you compare, so as you as as you notice guys, I swapped uh, dogs for uh, for horses, mm-hmm. uh, dog riders for horse riders, and I think that I like horse riders more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably not that good in fighting things, no. uh, but they're super uh, super uh, mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fast. Uh, they can avoid uh, from charges. Uh, they still shoot, I mean they still can do some damage yeah. uh and uh, on six to whom they also have minus one uh minus one AP, which is like why not and uh the price is the same, I mean yeah. the price is the same as for uh as for dogs. as for, for uh, as for box, so I think that actually I will probably keep uh horses. Instead of dogs, and they also need to learn how to manipulate this flyer properly mm-hmm. because this time, flyer died super fast, and I actually didn't expect it to die that fast. Yeah,
0: it didn't do super much this game. Um, Roman didn't quite manage to get into position to shut down the aura on my mm-hmm. Dark Apostle, which gave me reroll ones to wound. He just got the Demon Prince, which um, gives reroll ones to hit, <laughs> which neutered my firepower a little bit, but not really enough yeah. to make a difference. Um, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that was a huge mistake, though. It was just sort of the, you were playing the best sort of card you had. Um, it was really just the leaving room for the terminators was was the one point uh, that I managed to capitalize on, um, and that's often how it goes yeah. in, in in these games when you're playing quite refined armies against each other. It's very even back and forth. Uh, both people feel like they're doing quite well, and then there's just one small thing, uh, that one changed, model yeah. that's yeah. out of line, which which changes everything, which is also why it's really important um, to declare where Mm -hmm. your models are and say things like, um, like show your opponent, this tank is nine inches from the edge of the board, so Mm -hmm. there's nowhere to deep strike behind it because things get knocked, the table can get pushed, like all these things can happen, Whereas if you just declared that, you're like, okay, cool, nothing can deep
1: strike there, and then your opponent won't even try and do it yeah yeah exactly uh, but actually like uh, when you killed both of those tanks we had a pretty cool model mm-hmm. uh, when those terminators they basically were in the center and they would be surrounded from all the sides yeah. uh, with the vanguards and then just one guard started to shoot everything at them and each vanguard for you guys to just like remind you uh, each vanguard has three shots mm-hmm. and I had like uh 30 something of them around it was, it was, it was 180 it was, yeah, shots like, yeah exactly exactly and right. it was just enough it was actually just enough yeah. to kill them because there is no minus on that so you just shoot everything yeah. that you can and uh, and hope it works Let's see how many ones you can make your opponent roll yeah but, no it was
0: really cool and um, I, I would say like both the Terminator and the possessed like as much as the terminate coming did a pretty significant blow and then died the possessed came in didn't really do anything and then died but because both of them that were then threats that Rome had to deal with. It meant that my units of cultists mm-hmm. who didn't lose a single model. I think for the entire game.
1: No, they sh- they should lost some. I think. Oh uh, yeah, there was a handful I of the sh- I should have them from
0: uh, from the flyer. Yeah, yeah, but um, basically, hardly any cultists died. Um, and yeah, I lost my big powerful units, but the cultists were the ones that were on the objectives. And if those big powerful units hadn't been there Roman could just move his horses round got a line of sight in the cultists they don't have a great leadership mm-hmm. just kill half the unit and they're probably all going to flee. Um, or enough for him to uh, it would have been easier for him to deal with them but because of the way I put those big threats sort of in the way mm-hmm. um, it meant that they had to be dealt with and then I was scoring my primary points keeping myself in the game and still getting my engagement on front.
1: Yeah, another funny thing how to, how actually the game went, so we had six objective markers uh, mm-hmm. spread all the, over the battlefield, but by the end of the game it, it happened in a manner that both of us been, like, been in a separate uh, side of the battlefield yeah. and both of us been holding three objectives and yeah. Like there is basically like was a, a draw pretty much. Like yeah. you, you, you understand that you don't need to move your your forces. Because I mean, you have to stay put basically, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to stay put as well. <laughs> so you're like both of us were like in a balanced position, mm-hmm. and nobody really wanted to do anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think that in those missions, uh I because I remember that we had the same situation before as well, like mm-hmm. with, uh, with other mission. So I think that in those new missions uh, for tournaments, actually quite quite often may happen, that you find yourself, you, you and your opponent find yourself in a balanced position, you, you, none of, none of you can actually move or do anything without, like, uh, putting your position into danger, yeah, and you're stuck,
0: <laughs> I know, and that's where I, I think, like, actually on the surface, all of the new missions look quite similar, because all the primaries are either hold one, hold two, hold more, or hold two, or hold three, hold more, mm-hmm. um, and so they seem really similar, but does the number of objectives really changes the dynamic. Like, if we'd only had, um, if we have been on a mission that only had four objectives instead of six, mm-hmm. then we would have been able to put one unit on two objectives that were on our side of the board, and then you can actually, you have resources left to go and attack your opponent's yes, side yeah. and try and take an objective from them. Whereas when you have so many objectives, your forces, even with Roman, who had a lot of models, his forces still spread quite thinly. Um, so, there's not really like an angle of attack mm-hmm. that you can bring around. Which I'll say, I think
1: like stuff in reserves makes a big difference because you can, like, surprise, this unit's here now, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I still can't get used to the fact that they have too many, that many models in the battle. Yeah. I have like more than. More than 100 models right now, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's really difficult actually to operate them. And I have no, I, no clue how guys who play like Imperial Guards with 200 uh, guardsmen or like, yeah, works, which is like half of the battlefield just works, mm. how they actually manage to keep everything in, in their hands and like m- play those models properly. Yeah. I mean, probably you play, you learn, uh, but I still find it pretty challenging.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big departure from from where you had before like a much more elite sort of gun line army um, Mm -hmm. into a much more mobile um, horde style army. But you have the core um, threats are kind of the same, but Mm -hmm. then the things that score you points are kind of different, which is is really interesting. It's amazing how much what is not a huge change, change. basically you swapped out the troops choices you're taking and you're taking a couple of new units Mm -hmm. and your army plays very differently, like yeah. it's much more dynamic.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I finally find that uh, we have some Warlord Traits on AdMek and some uh, some special powers for Canticles, which yeah. actually work. Yeah, the Warlord Traits um, are disgustingly good. I yeah, think. the Warlord Traits are disgustingly good. So basically, for everyone around your Warlord, you, uh, all the sexes uh, that your units generate around your Warlord, they generate additional hits.
0: Yeah. I think for, it's great. Probably, for arguably the best shooting army in the game, other than maybe Tal, um, it's quite a huge buff. Um, but the thing that makes it even better is, usually when you pick a warlord trait, you get a warlord trait. Mm-hmm. With these adnec ones, you pick a or trait that then gives you an option of three that you can switch between each turn. Yeah. Um, and Honestly... I find it hard To think of an Atman army Where you're not Going to take The list of three That has the Extra shooting on And you're probably Going to use the Extra shooting option Pretty much every turn Of every single game But having those Other two options there Mm -hmm. Bearing them in, in mind Um, Especially later in the game when you don't have as many shots left, suddenly you can be like, oh, I need to do something slightly different this turn. Oh, wait, I can do that because I can switch this wallbox, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I I still like uh, additional hits on sixes, especially the robots. Very good. uh, Because I mean, like, 7-2 shots and then on sixes when you hit, you get degenerated additional hits. And I think that uh, this game, it happened with me a few times when I shot, like, a certain amount of shots. And uh, I rolled, uh, the wound rolls more than I, uh, than I, than I shot initially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because I had like uh, quite a lot of 6s, like from that design. Mm, that's always a really satisfying feeling. Um,
0: it happens quite a lot with um, like a buffed up demon prince. If you give, um, so like Death to the fall center gives you extra attack on a on a 6. Mm-hmm. And it, then if you give them a plus 1 to hit like a Presence, it starts going off in a 5, and then they hit on 2s, rerolling 1s. And I think your your flyer had some like six rooms left and I ended up doing like 18. because yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've
1: all... Oh, well, look, look at all these five and sixes I've Oh, there's a whole load more attacks. Oh, they hit on two to run once. Oh, those all hit as well. Okay. I actually was hoping that I have some kind of stratagem that can like, I don't know, because it's a flyer, can it fall like on someone because like it's falling from the sky, but... Uh,
0: they, they do explode, um, but the... I think the... The Orc one is the only flyer that has like a voluntary ability to just crash itself. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I, I, I was
1: hoping that mech will have something like that, but no, they just blow, I mean, it's just possible to blow up as a, as a vehicle of Admet for one CP, and then everyone around will get like deeply, uh, deeply mortal wounds, I think. Well,
0: the, the, crash and, the crash and burn is the same thing, it's just
1: the same as a vehicle exploding, so it's, it's pretty much the same rule. Yeah, I mean, but I, it, it could work, for example, a little bit different, like when you crash you have, like, additional mortal wounds and then you blow up. it more, more used wounds. to be
0: a thing back in 7th edition, but with streamlining the rules, I think they decided it was easier to just say all vehicles blow up in the same, same way, way, because yeah. um, it just makes things a little bit more streamlined
1: and straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree, I totally agree. Uh so, basically, that's that's the thing, guys. Uh, I just, like, I changed, like, one unit into one u- into another unit, and uh, it became, like, super mobile, and Richard changed also one unit. And uh, it, well, it potentially would become more mobile if I wouldn't have this stratagem to run away Yeah, from.
0: yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely uh, i am keen to try out the Possessed again. Um, like I said, even though I didn't kill anything, I was kind of happy with what they did, because it was like, oh, suddenly this threat is here. Um, and they don't need the CP support that the noise marines coming would have done, and it's a very, very different unit in terms of how your opponent approaches it. Noise marines are super dangerous where you have CP, and they're kind of okay, like better than average, I'd say, without Mm -hmm. the CP. Um, So your opponent, and when they die, they shoot, so your opponent is encouraged not to shoot them, and then they go, well, shoot the cult, stop the objective. Whereas if you drop in a unit of 10 possessed, uh, you can take units of 20 as well, but I think that may be overkill. Um, (laughs) instead of your opponent going I don't want to shoot those noise they go oh I better shoot those possessed which Mm -hmm. keeps your objective scoring units alive um, which is I think the final little tweak that I needed I mean this could all change really soon with um, all of the marine equivalent stuff getting an extra wound I'm sure the points would change for chaos and i
1: probably end up with a very different army list. Right? Yeah, I mean like right now we, uh, we all know about that, but we're all going to get new new codexes and new rules and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. and uh, I think it's actually kind of sad because you have a really cool list at the moment mm-hmm. which, is, which is super competitive and then you'll get new fancy rules, new stratagems, new relics, everything's going to be new and shiny and yeah. uh, we all share the excitement about that moment but at the same time There's... you'll basically you'll need to build a new army. Yeah, well I have enough of a collection now
0: uh, for Empress children that I, I can't see much being a problem. Um, the only thing I don't really have is Demon Engines and I have them for Iron Warriors. So if Demon Engines become a thing, I'll be playing Iron Warriors. But I'm hoping that Noise Marines keep this sort of level of competitiveness with support and uh, at least possess Terminators and bikes in some combination must still be really good
1: so I can still play the sort of same style of army. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and uh, I mean the same goes for me with admic. Uh, I'm pretty sure That the Almia Akarni Will change a lot uh, Because uh, In many ways it Right now To me It looks like It's a little bit Overpowered Yeah uh, I agree Especially considering All those special rules That we have Like guys In Games Pro Cup If you're listening to this I'm not complaining <laughs> I'm all good about that uh, I just think that uh, Potentially Potentially We have like Too many uh, too, too many things That combine to each other And uh, You become like a little bit too powerful. Mm. Uh, like it, it's it's just an opinion. So <laughs> again, if you're listening, like uh, just just ignore it. <laughs> uh, but for everyone else, I think that it's yeah, uh, especially that rule with uh, with gen- with generation of sixes and the full with relo- the role of coal. Yeah. So basically, it's a lot of shots. Exactly. So basically, what you can do potentially, uh, if you still if you still play Breachers uh, mm-hmm. or destroyers. You can spend two CPs on breaches and destroyers and robots, so your you robots will hit on 3s, and, and you, you, you still get a full reroll. And if you have that also, that means you hit on 2s and reroll only once. Uh, and basically you hit with everyone, and then you reroll once, and potential 6s that you generate from that roll, uh, they also generate additional hits. hits. And that's a lot, that's yeah. it's just a lot. And then you can spend two more CPs, and those robots will have mortal wounds on 6s as well. To wound, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when
0: you're generating that many shots through rolling, through re-rolling everything and getting additional hits on sixes, you have so many hits that you're gonna get
1: sixes to wound. Like, exactly, it's gonna like, you're gonna have yeah. a lot. Exactly, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure that with that amount of shots, like with go- four robots, are going to get uh, seventy-two shots. Yeah. So seventy-two shots. I don't know. Like, you, I, I think, I think you'll get some sixes out of there from the hits. Um, yeah, I mean, let's uh, see. just like based. i have already looking at like maybe, like six or seven sixes. Yeah, and that's and before be sure. you re-roll. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you re-roll and you get some more. So yeah. probably all together you're gonna, gonna get like ten. Hmm. So like eighty something hits. And then you wound, and uh, probably get like ten mortal wounds on top. Yeah, which is madness. Which is madness. Yeah, which is like it, it's just too many. Uh, it's just too many. So I, I honestly think that admin probably should have proper proper relics of some sort because we still mm-hmm. don't have any. And, uh, Isn't
0: it kind of funny you have all of this really powerful stuff and you still don't have any relics that you really want to take? Exactly. It's
1: very strange. Exactly. And uh, as you know, the relics that we had before in uh, individuals they are not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I I hope that probably some of the relics will return back to us, uh, probably in some improved way, especially the one that can change the protocols for Robots, I probably would love that. Or uh, that one special rule that we had for Breachers to come back, to to return them back to life, it probably will return back to us, probably as a stratagem or something like that. So I mean, like, special rules are cool, but not when they're stuck in a manner that they become OP. Yeah, I mean, the thing, special rules, I think, are one of the hardest things in the game to balance, because if you're
0: looking at, say, like a toughness value or a number of attacks, you can compare that to other models really easily and go, like, oh, well, that model has two attacks, this model has three attacks, it needs to be about this many more points, this one only has one attack, so it would be about this many less points. Whereas when it comes to special rules, like... They're so sort of esoteric that like, it's hard to pin down what is the exact point value of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when it's like army-wide buffs from a, a wall of trait or um, or a relic or or something like that. Um, it can it can be really really hard to balance. I can see why why that's a struggle, but I don't think Ad Mech necessarily needs to be like slapped real hard with the nerf. Button. No 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 no. Okay. I, just, I just think like a. A slight tweak in the points, just put them up a few points across some of the the more yeah. popular units like Dragoons, Robots um, the new Riders um, the Horse Riders should probably be a few more points than the Cerberus Riders Yeah, on I paper agree. the Cerberus Riders, if you look at their profiles you go, the Cerberus Riders are way better but the ability to move before the game and get onto the objectives and then be able to run away for one CP so they can never be charged is so, so strong in a position yeah. where um, being on objectives is the, definitely the way it's, you Is the, the way to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, a few tweaks. I don't think they need to be uh, really
1: like. I mean, we just started to, to have like a feeling of power in our hands. Yeah. So, like, don't, 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 <laughs> yeah. don't take but, it away from us. I, I do think like the special
0: rules have now become a bit of a crutch for Ad and it's not so much like this unit is good. It's like you listing out like four special rules that all go on top of each other, and then mm-hmm. throwing a couple of strategies in there. And as an opponent I mean I've played a lot against Atmet so I'm kind of used to it but if you show up to a tournament you've never played Atmet before and you're being explained that you have they have these four different special rules that all stack on top of each other mm-hmm. and then you have these stratagems that are then stacking on top of that and then there's this thing and there's this thing like, it just feels overwhelming and even if it's not like the most powerful thing in the world it can feel like that mm-hmm. from uh, from the opponent's perspective that just like whoa they have all this stuff and suddenly I have to remember all of these things like, yeah. um, so I think like actually even me sometimes even even I
1: sometimes forget that they have something for example yeah. this radiation pin yeah
0: <laughs> but and I think space Marines have been in a similar position as well since their their previous Codex update where it's just like the individual units are, are pretty good, but like they just hammer you with all of these special rules and you're just like okay,
1: like I guess my models die now yeah yeah I mean like like guys space, space Marines like you've mentioned that a few times space Marines is a truck yeah they just hit you in the face and, and it's it like yeah. you can't do much. And uh, I also heard, I think that it's, it was you who mentioned that, that's, that uh, the new, that the stratagems from the Visuals will come back in Codexes. Yeah, I
0: think the Space Brain ones were actually in the previous Codex in 8th edition, um, but that seems to be setting a precedent that the, the stratagems that we had, potentially the Relics as well, that they said you can't use anymore because the Vigilis mm-hmm. formations aren't legal in 9th, um, will start to pop up again. I mean, maybe not all of them, but some of the like fan favourites. Like, it'd be really cool for the relic battle cannon for mm-hmm. Imperial Guard to come back. I didn't thought that was an overpowered weapon. It was just a cool way of making a battle cannon that's worthy of mm-hmm. a tank commander. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a few things to Vigilists that hopefully they crib from in making these new codexes. And honestly, there's a lot of stratagems and stuff that already exist in the game. Yeah. And they don't really need to add too much in these codexes, I think, personally. Yeah. A few tweaks here and there, maybe cutting out the stratagems and relics that no one ever uses and putting in something a little bit more interesting. But most armies um, have sort of enough on that side. There's a few that probably you could do with a handful more. But I actually think, like, Unit profiles and points is is really where the game needs to be balanced now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think stratagems and relics generally are okay, and there's just a you can do like a little bit of a tweak, and they should really focus the efforts on things like monstrous creatures and like um, different units that people mm-hmm. really like and aren't viable, which they seem to be doing. Like games actually been doing a great job as far yeah. as I'm like, concerned, right? Like they're yeah. taking the piss out of them because of the shit dice and stuff like that, but. <laughs> um, I think they're doing a marvelous job at the moment. It's okay. been really good.
1: And uh, actually, as you probably already noticed, guys, I mean, at least we here in Sweden it's noticed that pretty fast. It's already October. Yeah. Uh, I've that because the sky is always gray mm-hmm. and it rains all the time, uh, pretty much. Uh, so that basically means that in two months or like in month and a half, you probably hear some first news about the new chapter, chapter approved. approved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so far, there is no news about that. So, like, we're still waiting for the codexes, and codexes are going to come up uh, soon. I mean, like, uh, uh, Space Marines and Necrons next week, and later on, uh, we also heard an announcement that Space Wolves, Blood Angels, and something else are going to come as well. Some of them are going to be supplements, and some of them are going to be codexes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But again, like, uh, so far, uh, we didn't hear anything that's, like, sounds like a cancellation of every year's chapter approved. No, so it, I think that it should be in December then. it seems sensible for it to be out
0: in December um, and also maybe not as much work as it has been before I mean you have Space Marines and all of their supplements coming out really soon you have Necrons coming out really soon and then one more Xenos come, coming out in January as well allegedly so you know that's maybe about half the factions that they actually don't even need to include in chapter approved and they mm-hmm. can just focus on the other half Um I mean, it remains to be seen. Maybe they'll keep up of pace of codexes and they skip over chapter proof. but it actually doesn't matter because by this time next year, every army's got a codex. Who knows? Yes.
1: Yeah, for those. I
0: mean, we shall see how it will happen. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we will move on to book recommendations. Um Just say one last time, tweak your armies, try a new unit that you think is cool, proxy it in if you're thinking about buying it and... Uh, Carry on having fun with 40k because it's a really good addition to the game. Yeah. So what
1: have we got for this w- this week then, Roman? For this week, this week I'm going to tell you an offer that probably many of you already know about. Uh, his name is Jon and that's a Norwegian offer. And uh, usually he's well known uh, here in Sweden because of his detective stories and like crime stories and murder stories. Uh, I don't know how it's in your country, guys, but here in Sweden and Norway, every year on Passover, we have a week of uh, detective stories, like all the biggest publishers, they release new detective stories, and uh, it's pretty much always a fantastic news story about detective who is drunk or who has some drugs problem or psychological problems, and uh, then there is a horrible murder in the city happening, and he is the only one who can resolve it. And then there is something happening, obviously, and then he finds that murder and that murder usually has some psychological problems because he was bullied as a kid or he has some family problems and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, of course, uh, he will admit that he did really bad things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, super exciting. No. Uh, That's why I usually don't read them. But this time, Jürgen Spur finally decided to to do something different. I mean, he actually decided to do that uh, the last year. Uh, when uh, it was it was some kind of Shakespeare project-ish, um, and uh, many famous authors were writing rewriting stories from Shakespeare in the new line lang- in the modern language, mm-hmm. and the bill was one who tried to rewrite Macbeth. And in my opinion, he kind of failed. So this is a hard
0: one, though, to rewrite. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's a really hard one, and. Um, well, I think that everyone agrees who reads uh, Eunice book probably instead of writing Mac but he could write his another detective story because mm-hmm. then it will sell <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this time though this time though uh, here wrote another model which is called the kingdom and uh, people say that this actually this time he's actually trying to make like a proper serious step into like what we call serious novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's more like a family story, uh, again, this also has a murder, obviously, it has some family problems, obviously, but what I find particularly interesting is that uh, he tries to show how, like, uh, Norway, for you who don't know, is basically a country of villages, I mean, they have like many, many, many small villages and in each village. People live their own a little bit isolated life and uh, that's why we don't know much about Norway. I mean, we don't know only about Oslo, which is capital and basically that's it. So what he did in this book and I find this pretty, pretty good. Uh, he tried to describe this life of, uh, of people who live in that really, really tiny village. Like relationships in families, um, how they develop them, how they talk to each other, how they behave and so on and so forth. And, uh, again, like, it's a detective story and, obviously, you have, like, you you may not, like, you may not have time to catch her breath while it's, like, some action happening again because Eunice Boy is well known for, for doing that. So, uh, for those who are interested in, like, uh, serious novels from the guy who usually writes uh, detect- really good detective stories and uh, if you're curious how this, like, step from just detective stories into serious books, like, how does it look like? then I would definitely recommend you to check, check out this book. So, again, uh, The Kingdom by Johannes Spear. Cool. Um,
0: yeah, so I um, I can't remember if I've recommended this book before, uh, but I don't think I have, so I'm going to recommend it again. <laughs> um, it's Jane's are The Storm of Silence, uh, which is part of a series of books that Gavthorpe is supposedly writing. He's taking a long time with it. Um, but as there's been the Primark series in... Um, 30k uh so in addition to the actual 30k for the horus heresy series there's a separate series called the Primarchs, which is individual stories about each Primarch to give you the set before the heresy mm-hmm. um uh they do- he's doing the same thing with the phoenix lords which are kind of the Primarch equivalent for um Lord elder uh, and the first one is about james r who is one of the first phoenix lords and basically it um, takes place just after the fall of the Elder and explains how um, the path, which is how uh, the Craftworld Elder um, prevent themselves from being eaten by Sanesh when they die. They dedicate them, themselves to a path um, so that they can focus their immense psychic minds onto something more... Um, it's very difficult to explain, but more, <laughs> more direct and theoretically beneficial to their society rather than um letting it run rampant and, and becoming dark outer, basically uh uh and uh i really i haven't so the second book of this series has come out recently i haven't actually read that one yet but i really like the first one because it's set in a part of the aldar law that is so heavily important to their background like the fall they coming out of the fall and forming the craft worlds and um creating this society that we know of as the Elder and 40k but it's something that's I don't think has ever really been explore, explored in novel format before it's only been sort of paid lip service to in the background section of the codex so to have actually these characters set in that time and finding out what was what the Elder society was going through in detail is I was really really interesting and I personally really like the way it writes it's quite easy reading um, there's enough action to keep you going um, to keep it sort of exciting and uh, yeah it's a it's a really it's a really good book and um i i appreciate he's taking his time with the series it's much better for him to do that rather mm-hmm. than um just push them all out and then not be a, of as high quality uh, but um with the second one that's come out fairly recently um, i'm sure the third one is on the way so start reading jane's R now and maybe by the time you've finished it you'll have a whole a few more books to, to go through <laughs> yeah uh, so cool uh, thank you very much again for listening. Um, as always, you can follow us or contact us uh, on Twitter at Warhammer Wookies. Any questions or comments, um, positive or negative, uh, always great to hear feedback from people. are uh, very, very welcome. And we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye-bye.